When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. It seems only fitting that in the middle of this holiday season, uh, today's piece is about having a certain degree of faith. Now, it's not exactly the kind of faith that we think of during the holiday season, but it's a type of faith nonetheless. Among the things that I absolutely love about the botanical-style aquariums that we play with are that they most definitely evolve over time. Uh, to an extent that your tank in, say, three months looks virtually nothing like it did at two weeks. And it's different than the evolution of a planted aquarium or other type of aquarium. I mean, sure, plants fill in, they cover more area, and they grow thickly. However, they're more or less predictable and, to a certain extent, controllable. You can plant things in a given area and know they're going to fill in, and you could trim and manicure them to keep them looking that way. A botanical-style aquarium differs somewhat in that much of the evolutionary work is done by nature with little in, in, you know, intervention from you, the hobbyist. Decomposition, fungal growth, water movement, and chemistry play a big, you know, all play big roles in shaping how your, uh, how your aquarium is going to ultimately change over time. Sure, you can place a seed pod or a twig or whatever in a specific location, but as biofilms colonize it and the pods, you know, begin to slowly break down, it's very structured changes. These are known predictable occurrences. However, we just don't know exactly when they will happen or how much it will impact the appearance of what we've done with our tanks. It requires a bit of acceptance or at the very least faith that nature will push through and do what is required to keep the ecosystem functioning. And yeah, you don't have as much control over many parts of the process, something that many aquarists are unfamiliar or even uncomfortable with. And this makes perfect sense because we spent the better part of the past 100 years or so in the hobby sort of trying to get a handle on natural processes which govern the function of our tanks. We're taught from day one of our hobby career to take charge of our aquariums. We're told that we need to scrape algae, change water, service filters, remove detritus, etc., etc. Now, this is great basic training for the hobby as it not only teaches you to look at what's happening in your tank, but to get involved with its daily operations. That's a really good experience and really good advice, and I, I love it. On the other hand, it's, it also conditions us to become concerned any time a deviation from a prescribed, predictable occurrence is noticed. And this can be you know, a, a bit problematic at times because many hobbyists aren't trained to understand exactly what's causing the deviation or whether, it's, you know, whether or not it's actually a bad thing. We're just told, if X, then Y. That's a lot of the training that we receive. So... One of the first, perhaps most counterintuitive things we're told when we start playing with botanical-style aquariums is that, yes, certain things happen, but you need not worry or take action immediately. Rather than launch into active countermeasures, you're instructed to observe, study, and enjoy the changes. And most of the changes in a botanical-style aquarium over time are actually almost as predictable as any other once you learn how the operating system of a botanical-style aquarium actually works. You know from reading all of our posts, seeing pics, and from the numerous community discussions what some of these expectations are. And a good part of the game is understanding that things aren't pristine or perfect in nature, as we've railed on millions of times before. They need not be in our tank either. I mean, an aquarium is not a sterile habitat. 
the natural aquatic habitats, although you know comprised of millions of times the volume that we have in our tanks, uh, you know, are typically not pristine either, right? I mean, soils from terrestrial geologic activity carry with them decomposing matter, leaves, etc., all of which impact the chemistry, the oxygen carrying capacity, the biological activity, and of course, the visual appearance of the water. And that's kind of what our whole botanical style aquarium adventure is all about utilizing the imperfect characteristics of these materials at our disposal and fostering and appreciating the natural interactions which do take place in aquatic habitats. Now, understanding that the scriptures such as crystal clear and pristine only apply to some aquatic habitats and that there's real beauty in, in all forms, it's really important. Indeed, the real magic in many instances occurs in the more murky, turbid, not so crystal clear waters of the world. And if we understand and accept this and we have some faith in the process, that we're likely starting our aquariums with a bit less concern over absolute sterile perfection. We can embrace the mindset that every leaf, every piece of wood, every bit of substrate in our aquariums is actually a sort of catalyst for sparking biodiversity. And yes, a new vision of aesthetics in our aquariums. Not necessarily a perfectly manicured, clean as a whistle game. The pristine seed pods and leaves start softening a bit. And what's that stringy stuff accumulating on the edges? Why, it's our old friend nemesis resource, depending on your point of view, biofilm. Yeah, the very first mental shift we have to make as lovers of truly natural style aquariums is an understanding that these tanks will not maintain the crisp, you know, pristine look without at least significant, in, uh, some or significant intervention on our part. And by intervention, I mean scrubbing, rinsing, and replacing the leaves and botanicals as needed. I mean, sure, you can do that. I know a bunch of people who do, and they absolutely love super pristine-looking botanical-style tanks. I do, too. They're nice. However, I must admit, I feel a bit sorry for people who can't make that mental shift to accept the fact that nature does her own thing, and that she'll lay down a patina on our botanicals, gradually transforming them into something a bit different than when we started. When we don't accept this process, we sadly get to miss out on nature guiding our tank towards its ultimate beauty, perhaps better than we even envisioned. For some, it's really hard to accept this process, to let go of everything they've known before in the hobby, to wait while nature goes through her growing pains, decomposing, transforming, and yeah, evolving our aquascapes from carefully planned art installations to living, breathing, functioning microcosms. But what about all that decay, the patina of biofilm? It's okay. It's normal. It's natural. It's part of this type of approach. It's present in all natural aquatic ecosystems. We just work with it instead of against it. Instead of trying to sanitize, edit, or otherwise redirect nature, we understand that it will follow its own path, sometimes getting, you know, going through phases that we may not appreciate. It's evolution. And guess what? It never stops. And one more thing, the biofilms that you might loathe so much tend to subside almost completely over time. If you're patient, if you don't tear your tank apart in a frantic effort to eradicate one of nature's finest creations, the ebb and flow of life in a natural botanical style aquarium is much like a garden. You can and should perform regular maintenance, conducting water exchanges, filter media you know, replacement, etc., like you do in any other tank. However, you need to conduct these maintenance sessions with the idea, not with the idea that this will take care of those biofilms, but with an attitude of this will continue to facilitate change over time. Yeah, it requires a certain attitude, a mindset shift, and a willingness to look at nature as she actually is and to appreciate the beauty and the details of her processes, a willingness to accept, an acceptance that nature will plot the right course for your tank if allowed to do so. And sure, you need, to, uh, you need a certain degree of patience and, yeah, faith that things will unfold in ways you may not have even begun to appreciate. 
Like any other aquatic endeavor, you can make it easier and more enjoyable by being aware of what's going on and accepting the way nature works our magic. You can do this if you take that leap of faith. Have a wonderful holiday season. Enjoy your family and your time with your aquariums. Stay fascinated, stay excited, stay intrigued, stay creative, stay faithful, and always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Fellman. Thanks for spending part of your day with me. I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tint.